so today is going to be a very special evening. We have three lovely guests with us who are going to be sharing um, some personal reflections, some personal stories on how they've gone about navigating some difficult circumstances in their own lives. Uh, so with me today, we have Farah Abdin. Farah, do you want to say hi? Yeah, sure. Uh, hi, guys. <laughs> I am Sarah Abdi, a stay-at-home mum, and uh, currently have a eight-week-old, about to turn nine-week-old daughter. And tonight we're going to be going through a topic that is very um, dear to my heart, but also a difficult one that's we've titled Navigating Storms. So hopefully, um, you know, as we talk about it with the three panellists and John, you guys will be able to glean something from it that, you know, helps you in your faith journey. That's why we're here to chat. So yeah, that's, hi. Awesome. Thanks for that, Sarah. We're keen to hear from you. We also have Lydia coming in. Hey, Lids, what's up? Hi, everyone. I'm Lydia Manchi. Um, I'm really keen for tonight to share my experience and hear um, Sarah and Dan share theirs. Um, yeah, so pretty keen for tonight. Awesome, Lids. We also have Dan coming in. Dan, what's up? What up, guys? Yeah, what Sarah and Lydia said. <laughs> awesome, yeah. So we have a really interesting chat today. Um, so let's kick it off. Let's kick it off. We have a couple of things um, that we wanted to run through, a few talking points, and then we might take some questions from um, those joining us in the meeting today as well. So we'll start off with Sarah. Let's, uh, let's hear your thoughts. Like, what is a storm that you've personally gone through uh, and how did it affect your faith? Great question, Jonathan. Um, so I guess we should start by defining, you know, what, what is a storm? Because I think it's a very subjective thing. It's very personal. Um, and I think that pain and suffering in general are not something that you can objectively look at and say, oh, yeah, that's a painful experience. Oh, no, that's not painful. You shouldn't be looking about that, um, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm 31 this year. And as I've, you know, gone through my life, there's different storms and different severities of the storms that I've gone through this sort of, Early years, it was things like, oh, you know, which friendship group will I be in? Um, and will people like me? Will they accept me? You know, am I going to belong anywhere? And then as I got older, it was kind of, you know, uh, what course am I going to get into? What's my future career going to be? Um, and God, I need your help. I'm really stressed choosing which direction to go in. Um, and then beyond that, there's been a few medical issues in my family. So I was dealing with, you know, a terminal illness diagnosis um, for one of my parents. Um, and then beyond that, it's been, uh, who am I going to marry? And is marriage an option for me? And, you know, God, who's the right person? You know, um, all, all these different storms and seasons of my life that I've been through. And each one of them has proven to me that God is faithful and that he cares intimately about what it is that you're going through. But more recently, um, a storm that, that both myself and Dave have been through, and I think, I think some of you know this already, but I'll just share it for those of you who don't. 
But um, when we fell pregnant last year, around August, with Esther, um, we were told very early on that she had a very high risk of having Down syndrome. So we were obviously quite taken aback, quite shocked because, you know, as I understood it, I'm not a medical person, but I always understood that, you know, you'd have to have it on either side of the family for it to be a high risk. And neither of us have that in our families. Um, and it was, it was quite shocking. Like, you know, a one in a hundred risk is extremely high. Um, one in 50 risk is very high. So for us, the, the testing that we did, it came back as a one in 12 risk. So, you know, that was extremely high. We were, we were absolutely devastated when we heard that news. Um, and I remember thinking to myself at the start, um, that, and, and the other thing was, we also found out that she was going to be due, like her due date was the same date as the day my mother passed away from cancer. And I remember getting like those two bits of information and thinking to myself and, th and thinking to God, you know, it's enough that this is a high risk pregnancy and that she might have Down syndrome, but God, why did you make it that her due date is the day that my mother died? And it was like, surely that's not accidental. Like this is some weird cosmic joke. And God is saying, um, remember that pain you faced a few years ago and remember how you were a carer for someone who was very ill? Well, I'm going to make you a carer for the rest of your life. You know, like I just had these really dark thoughts and I was really angry at God. Um, and that, and that's a recent storm that I've been through. And, you know, hopefully the outcome will come out through this, through this panel. But um, the long story short is that it actually ended up strengthening my faith and David's faith as well. Um, and obviously, you know, you guys have seen Esther. She's, she's fine. She's not, she does not have Down syndrome. And it turned out to be um, like an error that the sonographer made that, that, you know, was just completely incorrect. Um, but God took us through that and we actually came to a point of surrendering our hopes and wishes for our daughter um, before we found out that she was fine. So, so yeah, hopefully we'll delve into that a little bit more. But that's a more recent storm um, in this season of my life as a parent. Awesome. Thanks for sharing, sorry. That's, um, I can't imagine how um, being confronted with something like that might have felt and, and would love for you to share later about um, some of the things that may have helped uh, through dealing with some of that after difficult circumstances. Um, well, we'll ask our other panelists here as well. We'll start with Lydia. Um, in regards to like any difficulties that you've personally gone through that you're comfortable with sharing, like how um, did it really uh, affect you personally and how did it affect your faith? Were there any real moments where you're like, God, this is wrong. God, why are you allowing this to happen? Like, how did you feel in those circumstances? Oh, definitely. I've had a lot of questions. I've had a lot of doubt. Um, a lot of anger and bitterness towards God, um, especially when you know how great God is and uh, when you experience him in deep ways. And then when you're faced with a situation and you feel like God is not doing anything about it. Um, so you just feel abandoned and you feel like God's like he just doesn't care. 
anymore about you and your situation, especially knowing that God can see you and he can see your hurt, he can see the pain you're in, he can see how this situation you're in is draining you. Um, but then you just feel like he hasn't, he, he isn't actually doing something about it. He's just kind of like overlooking it. Um, I think one of the storms that really um, affected me, like mentally, emotionally, and spiritually as well, was the transitions in my life. Um, like when I moved to Jordan and then when I moved here. Um, and the storm that I faced when I moved here, um, it was a really, it was a really bad one, actually. Um, I remember when I first moved here and everything was new and I had to start basically from scratch. Um, you know, uh, start making new friends, um, try to get an education, try to find a job, try to settle um, and adapt to everything around me. Um, that was that was definitely a challenge in itself. Um, and as well as kind of moving on from where I was living and the things I experienced there. And now I have to kind of let that go emotionally, mentally, and just focus on my you know, present um, and my reality now. Um, and I remember I felt depressed for a really long time and it was just not going away. And I remember I would literally like cry out to God. Like I would just cry like, God, like, can't you see? Like, I, and I'm coming to you. Like, why aren't you doing anything? I'm not, I'm not going to someone else. I'm not just keeping it to myself. I am literally like crying out to you. Uh, begging you for help, desperate. I like. I was desperate for God's help, for God to intervene, to do something, to take away the depression, to I don't know, pour pour out His joy into my heart. And I felt like for a really long time He just wasn't doing anything. And I went from being desperate to being angry. And I said, God, you know what? Like, do you even exist? Like, are you even there? Do you even care? Like, why aren't you doing anything? Why aren't you showing? any, I don't know, any signs that you, you care or you're listening or you can see the pain and the hurt I'm in. I am not enjoying this. I want to be better, but I'm trying and I'm really struggling to be better on my own. Um, so I really need your help. And I really felt, and it was months. This was months, guys. And I, I remember I got to a point where I'm like, you know what? Stop this. Like, God, I know I've experienced you in a deep way. I know we've had a really great journey but I think I'm just going to end it here. And I literally was like, you know what, God, like whether you exist or you don't exist, which it doesn't matter to me anymore now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to just live my life by myself. I'm going to try to kind of overcome this on my own since you're not willing to do anything about it. Um, and yeah, and I'm just going to move on. Um, and yeah, don't, don't kind of get in my way. I'm just going to, kind of uh, finished the walk on my own. Um, and that, that went for months, actually. I stopped caring. I didn't really invest in my spiritual life. I just stopped like believing that God might even exist. Um, and I did, but at the same time, there was always something in me that didn't feel right. Um, there was always this like kind of a nudge. Um, and I'd always like just ignore it. Um, and I think when you've, when you've experienced God and when you've experienced God in your dark moments and he's come through uh, and for you um, 
So it's kind of hard to just ignore that or to throw that away. You know, there's always that foundation, that strong foundation that remains. Um, and every time you fall, you fall, you fall back on it. Um, and you're reminded of that God has, you know, got you through the storm. Um, so, yeah, I think it was, it was a really dark time. And, you know, in a storm, there's so many things that are happening. The waves are rising up there's uh, lightning it's um and you just feel lost you feel like you're gonna drown you feel like you're on your own you feel like uh even if you try to get out of it you can't like you know the ocean is so big um but god came through um in time thankfully yeah, no, it sounds like it, and I really, um, yeah, no, it must have been a really big culture shock, and oh, I really, yeah, for sure, and I really am keen to hear about how you went about coping with it, like both with and without Christ, and we'll touch on that maybe a bit later tonight. I will throw it over to Dan. Um, what are your thoughts on on the subject matter? Like, how have you um, encountered, you know, any physical, personal circumstances that may have affected your own faith personally? Yeah, um, very similar to what Lids had, but uh, in a different way. Um, you guys all know I'm very deeply rooted to, to Egypt and my love for my home country and my family and friends over there. Um, and it was... 2018, mid-2018, June, July, was when I was last there. Um, coming back was when everything hit, and it was me coming back where I felt homesick. So I'm, I'm in Australia, and I felt homesick. Um, it was a time where I had one more semester of uni, um, and I'm graduating, like, that's it. Uni's done, I can graduate. And for the last six months, all I could think about is, like, can I just hurry up, finish, and just go back? For And, like, I was going to buy a one-way ticket, and, like, that's it. I Like, I just wanted to go back. I wanted to stay with friends. I wanted to stay with family. Um, and it was so difficult for me at the time to just, move on to actually realize that I'm back. I'm Melbourne is home um, or Australia's home. But it, yeah, so in, a, in very similar ways, it's just when you connect with people so deeply, you, you don't want to leave. Um, and that was, that was where my struggle was in that period of time from mid 2018 till I finished uni and a little bit after um all I could think about was like I just want to go back um I like I finished uni graduated blah 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 and like during my holiday yeah I went out I called with friends and like wanted to chill blah 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 but at the end of the day I yeah I just wanted to go back um if I could ask then yeah. Um, like, how did that situation in particular affect your faith in that? Did you feel like potentially there was a calling for you in Egypt? Or was it more of just a homesick thing? Like, you, you were unsure about what was currently going on? Or a, Yeah, good. It's a bit of both. Um, I 
definitely felt a calling there. Um, but the way like I kind of react to to anything is I'm cold wherever I am. Well, any place I am at, I'm called to to minister. Um, and that's just that's how I've been raised up. Mum and dad do the same thing. Um, and it's just a mentality thing. Our family grew up with is just we minister wherever wherever we're at. Um, so did I see a calling? Yeah, hundred percent. And I I could tell like yes, some places needed me, and I would have been a benefit. Um, to to those places, and God was like, yes, this is you can do that. Um, and it goes back to that free will. Um, like I, I actually could have done it, but it's with people surrounding you that are wise, um, such as my parents or very close friends. When you talk with them and chat with them, um, it eventually you you start realizing what the best thing is. Um, and it wasn't a like sleep and wake up and like that feeling was gone. I still get that feeling sometimes today where I'm just like, nah, I want to, you know, just leave work and stuff it and go back to Egypt. Um, but yeah, did I feel a calling? Yeah, I did feel a calling. And, um, could I have found work? Yeah, I could have found work, especially with my English as well. The fact that I was, uh, I could speak Arabic and English and like I could be on the phones all day with, with English speaking people. Um, so the fact that I, I pretty much like, I was so deep into it that I was, I thought of everything. I thought of work. I thought of ministry. I thought of like, if I change all my savings in my account to Egyptian pounds at the time, could I have like survived? Could I have lived? Could I have like bought or rented a place? It, it went that far. And that's how much I was, I was struggling internally of just, I'm living like a double life. I'm like, here I am with friends hanging out and like, yes, I'm enjoying my time. But at the same time, internally, I'm having this battle of, I really just, this is not where I'm meant to be. And I, I felt out of place. The friends I would hang out with didn't feel as close, didn't feel like I was receiving the same connection. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a tough, tough time. Yeah, no, it definitely sounds like it. And, um, it'll be, it'll be good to hear for, from you more on, on how you really went about handling, uh, that situation. Um, so I guess we'll ask Sarah then, but through that time that you described earlier, uh, how did you go about dealing with some of the hardship? Um, was it an, a reliance on, you know, perhaps your partner? Or perhaps um, loved ones, or was it? Did you go to God? Like, just out of curiosity, like, how did that um, difficult circumstance? How did you deal with it? Yeah, sure. So, um, to be honest, I think you know, whenever you are navigating a storm, that and and you know, for me, a storm is is anything that tests my faith. Um, and this was this was something that you know, it was very much like, why God? Um, and the first thing I did was I had, I just grieved. Like I was, I just allowed myself to feel the emotions that I was feeling. Um, and you mentioned, you know, 
indirectly support. Um, and for me, that was Dave, you know, my partner, my husband. Um, and we both just grieved. We just took some time to pour out our hearts to God and pour out our grief. And I think that's one thing that sometimes well-meaning Christians can uh, overlook or even people themselves, you know, who are of faith, they think if I express my feelings to God, it's showing some kind of weakness or doubt in him. And they try and be strong and like, don't let themselves feel what it is that they're going through. And, and I think that emotions are something that are God given. And if we don't express them, it can become very unhealthy. You know, we can um, fester unhealthily and you know there's it can become a breeding ground for bitterness basically so the first thing that i've learned when i'm going through something difficult is i can share my heart with god i can pour out my heart before him and he's not going to be disgusted or shocked or disappointed in my lack of faith so so that was the first thing and and from that there like and to me that's prayer basically so so how I dealt with it was I went to God with my grief and I had the conversation with him. Why is this happening? Why are you doing this? And then it moved to, to surrender. And that, that's a pretty new thing for me, like to transition so quickly to surrender. Usually when I go through something difficult, it's a, there's a long gap between I'm angry and, you know, here are my feelings, God, what, what are you doing with this? to, okay, God, I don't understand, but I trust you. I know you're faithful. I know you're good. I know your character and I'm going to surrender my will to yours. Like, you know, if this is your will for our lives, then so be it. You've got a plan. Um, so I think that being married to Dave uh, helped me <laughs> and has helped me get to that point a lot quicker. And ironically, uh, it was actually Dave who had a word from God that actually, you know, Esther would be okay. Um, and I think that God really spoke encouragement to me through him because I trust. And uh, if, you, if you guys know David, he's a cynical guy. Like he believes the, what's, what's the opposite of an optimist? He's quite a pessimist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and not out of like anything. He's not like Eeyore in um, Winnie the Pooh, who's just always doing <laughs> that stuff. Although I don't know, maybe maybe you think he is, <laughs> but um, he's a he's a realist, and he has a medical background as well. So he he saw he saw what we were given from the sonographer and the um, the radiologist, and he knows logically that that is a thing, and it's a very real possibility so for him to to go to god in prayer with his hands open and not not coercing god into anything not not um you know threatening him with with walking away from his faith or anything dramatic like he just went to god with with his heart and he said you know god um and, and that's the other thing like you can still even in, even in the midst of a storm you your heart might be breaking but you can still make your requests known to God and he encourages you to do that. It's not like you go to the opposite extreme when you surrender of just laying everything down, pretending that you don't have any desires. Um, I think that 
there's a happy medium. Like you, you pour out your feelings that you still say, God, you know, um, this is what I want, but ultimately your will be done. You know, you have that, you have that conversation. Um, and then the third thing that, that really helped me get through this time period. And it was, it was actually, it was a period of four days where we had the high risk diagnosis from the um, ultrasound until we went and got a second ultrasound with a senior sonographer who was actually an obstetrician. Um, there was a period of four days where we were thinking, yeah, we're going to have a Down syndrome baby and adjust to that. And, and that's not to say that, you know, if you do, like if we had, if she had had Down syndrome, like that's okay. We got to a place where we, we were like, of course we're going to love her regardless. And of course God still has a plan for her life um, with this condition. It's not, uh, I'm not disparaging medical conditions that people have and disabilities and things like that. God, um, yeah, God knows my heart on that. But also to acknowledge that you have expectations and hopes and, and dreams for your children um, and that's okay too. So, um, yeah, I've gone down a rabbit trail. But the, the third thing I would say is support. You know, um, and it wasn't just Dave. There was people, you know, our parents and our families who really came alongside us and prayed for us and with us. And um, they were really amazing supports for us as well. And that's probably the first time I've gone through a storm where I actually did lean on other Christians who have known God, who have walked with him for longer than me, um, and where I found that really comforting. Um, I just wanted to say, um, sorry, you know, it's really awesome what you're sharing, and it's very Job-esque, like it's very, you know, um, surrender to God, and God's given and God's taken, and at the end of the day, blessed be his name, like it's it's this act of surrender. But yeah, what were you going to say, Sarah? Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say um, that it is, it is kind of It's not as dramatic as what I went through. But like I said, pain is not objective. Um, but there's a verse in the New Testament that's in First Peter that I wanted to share on this. And it says, um, after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who imparts his blessing and favor, who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ, will himself complete, strengthen, establish, and restore you. Um, and it's actually the first part of that, that scripture that, that always gets me is after you have suffered for a little while. And it just, it's comforting to know that Peter and other Christians expect to go through suffering. And it's in the New Testament, you know, it's not Old Testament um, only, you know, we can expect to go through suffering in this period of grace that we live in now. Um, so that was, that was encouraging to me. Um, the other thing is that uh, in Romans, um, there's a scripture, Romans 12, verse 15, that says, rejoice with those who rejoice, sharing in others' joy, and mourn with those who mourn, and, and share and carry each other's grief. Um, and that is something that especially I, I'm talking to an audience of predominantly Egyptians. Um, sometimes 
in our culture, we tend to try and tell people who are going through heartbreak, oh, you'll be fine. Like, um, and you know, God is good and basically shut up and get over it in a way. And I, and it's, it's used like there's good intentions behind that, but there's no space for people to actually grieve and to be, have their burdens shared by others. And I just want to speak into that space a little bit and, and say, you know, if you're going through something, um, then share it with those that you trust and those that are in your inner circle who are mentors of the faith, uh, even good friends in the faith. And, and hopefully they'll uplift you in prayer and they'll support you. And like you mentioned, Job, Jonathan, when it was, I think the best things that his friends could have done before they opened their mouths was they just sat with him in silence because they could see his grief was so great. So I really encouraged people to get alongside your brothers and sisters when they're hurting and just be mournful if they're mourning. You know, don't try and push them past it or get them to look to heaven or to the brighter side that's coming and things like that. Let them feel what they're going through. Right. No, that's no, that's a really good thought in that, like, you shouldn't try and silver line their pain, grief, suffering. Rather let them grieve, let them, and share in that and, and really be there for them. Uh, thanks for that, Sarah. Um, I guess we'll go over to Lydia. Liz, how, how did you deal with that? How did you deal with that big culture shock and, and the difficult circumstances you were facing? Yeah, no, good question. I get asked this question a lot, actually. Um, you know, when people first meet me and they know where I'm from, they go, oh, like, how was it when you moved here? The culture shock and everything. Um, I guess it was, I don't know if it was just the culture or, or if it was like my expectations of, I had uh, of me moving to this new country. Like I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Obviously it's a country full of opportunities and everything. Um, so I had really high expectations. I think I had high expectations of people, of the country, um, of how things like worked um and obviously the culture as well um you know there are so many different cultures and nationalities here um it was it was really hard um i think just like sarah uh talked about like um valuing our emotions um and i remember something once someone told me is to honor your feelings um and i think i'm someone who i try to kind of like get over my feelings, like my negative feelings, because I feel like I shouldn't be feeling this way. Like, why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? Like, I'm good. You know, my life is good. Um, there's, I'm not in danger. I am not in a, um, I'm not, I'm not living in like a bad uh, household. Um, so why, why am I dwelling in my feelings? But I think it's really important to grief, um, to kind of let yourself feel the way you feel, um, express your feelings. And I think that is a way um, for healing. Um, and just like Sarah also mentioned, to have support around you, uh, people you trust, people who care and love about you, um, people that you can share those feelings with and that you know they won't just dismiss it, um, but that they will actually uh, sit in silence with you and listen to you and not trying to make your life better, but just kind of be there for you and um, 
be basically a shoulder to cry on. And I've been really blessed with these people that God has placed um, in my life here, um, where I, you know, I had the opportunity to be vulnerable um, and not be afraid or feel weak for being vulnerable. Um, I'm someone who I don't like to be vulnerable in front of people um, or show my emotions. But um, I think it's really important because it's that was really a pathway of healing for me. Um, and look, I, I, I have good days. I had bad days. Like some days I would feel great. I feel like, yes, I've adapted. I've settled. Everything is working out smoothly. And then boom, one day I'll wake up and I'll feel like I am so behind. Um, and I'll feel like, oh, like, am I going to be able to achieve my dreams? Am I going to have the friendships I've always dreamed of? Am I going to have a group of friends where I, you know, where we kind of all uh, grow in faith, uh, support each other, be there for each other and have fun together? Am I going to be able to do all the things I've dreamed of, all the um, plans I've put for myself? Um, and yeah, there have been really bad days and hard days. Um, I've had many storms and big storms, um, but God has uh, revealed himself to me. And I think, um, and just like also Sarah mentioned, that it's really important to just also be honest with God. And I think that's what I have always been with God, um, especially when I'm faced uh, with a storm like this. Um, and I'm an honest person, so I like to be honest with my feelings and how I feel um, with people and with God. And I remember I would just kind of say, God, this is how I feel. And you know how I feel. And you can see it. You can feel it even if I don't say anything. You know, what's there? They exist. Um, I, I knew deep down, deep, deep, deep down, I knew God cares. But because I didn't see any change, I felt like he doesn't. Um, or it seemed like he doesn't. Um, and I, I was like, God, like, I trust you. And I've seen you um, do miracles in my life. I've seen you uh, break through um, in my life before. So why aren't you doing it now? Like, it's such an easy thing for you to do. This is not like a first world problem. It's not, you know, it just involves one person. <laughs> do it for me, please. Um, and get me through it. Um, and this is something that I've learned from the storms that I've faced in my life is that you never know how much God has uh, refined you until you're out of the storm and you look back and you're like, wow, wow, you're just, you're just amazed and in awe of the work that God's done in your life. Um, and I remember one time when I was in Jordan, um, I was really depressed. I've been depressed my whole life. Um, I went out with my pastor's wife and it was, yeah, I was just feeling really, I was really disappointed in God because we were just waiting and waiting and I just had enough. And just like Sarah said, you know, when people come and tell you, oh, like, you're going to be okay. Like, don't worry. God is, you know, God's got you. God is good. Just trust God. It's like, it's not like I don't trust God. I trust God. And that's the thing because I'm trusting God. I am not seeing any result. I'm not seeing any progress um, happening. And I feel a bit disappointed. I feel I'm, I'm beginning to question whether God is actually doing something. Um, and I remember she said something that stuck to me, um, stuck with me until today. And I always remember this thing every time I'm going through something is that, um, 
it's kind of like you know the the song new wine like god is making new wine out of me um in the crushing in the pressing and she's like if you bring fruits and then like you squeeze them and you try to make a juice out of it it's what's in the fruit that matters because whatever comes out of it this is what you get so she's like everything that you're going through all the crushing and the pressing and the pain that you're going through god is like you know squeezing it all and you know he's going to bring something beautiful out of it it's going to be a, a new wine or a um good juice it's like whatever you're experiencing now this is what's going to come out of it and how you react to it and how you um take it in and i always thought that was such a beautiful concept um and obviously going through it is not fun but then when you look back you're like wow thank you lord i actually thank god for the hard times that i've been through um and yeah and surrendering to god i think i just reached the point where i was like you know god like fine, fine, I'll surrender here, and um, God came through in time, and I think God always comes through in time for me, like, random times, like, I could be sitting in my room, and it's going to be, like, 12 a.m., and I'm just going to have, like, this, like, feeling in me, like, for, like, this power, I'm just going to, like, break down and cry, um, and, yeah, I'm just going to, like, listen to worship songs, and I feel that god moving in me and like healing my heart and obviously healing is a process it's not done in a day or two um it does take time but doing it with god and doing it with the right people um is is yeah it's great no that's i think that's such a constructive and positive mindset that you shared lydia and i'm seeing this common trend with with what sarah said as well where First, be honest with your feelings. Like, be honest with God about um, putting your heart before Him, but also surround yourself with people who love you and care about the outcomes of your situation. So it's good to hear from both. All right, let's start off to Dan. Dan, what up, man? How um, how have you navigated through that that difficult circumstance you were talking about earlier? Was it through support from friends and loved ones, or did you take a different approach? Uh, very very similar to what Sarah and Lydia mentioned and it's just prayer and support and i think those are the biggest two things uh just navigating a storm um what what god put on my heart for tonight is we're, we're gonna go through a storm like your ship is sinking your your ship is filling with water you're gonna get shipwrecked soon um and you know the time of the storm itself that's that's when you're just trying to survive that's when you're trying to keep your head above the water but it's it's the time that comes after the storm once everything has settled and you're about to find out the damage that's been done um and yeah that's what god put in my heart for tonight it's it's not really the storm because within the storm you're just trying to survive whatever whatever's going on it's just you've got to go with it it's happening and you've just got to keep your head above the water. It's the aftermath of the storm, whether it's a shipwreck or you landed safely at the docks, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it was the same for me. It was prayer and support. And like I said, it wasn't a sleep and wake up and everything was resolved. Um, it was, um, yeah, I had a chat with so many friends, with family, 
our parents and uh, after one conversation and another you just you start seeing things in a different way or I started putting myself in ways um, that how do I say this like I started replacing what was really appealing in Egypt in things that I found or enjoyed here. So I almost tried to trade um, what was what I really wanted out of Egypt and started putting them in things here. And whether that was friends or uh, finding work or, you know, hanging out with, with people, family, whatever it is, um, yeah, you sort of just phased it out eventually. Um, and it took a while, but, you know, we got there. And, again, it's it's just through prayer and support that, that all of this is possible. Sure. Like, I think even now as I'm reflecting, I, I really do see the, the infinite um, benefit of having those around you who care about you. And I see in, in all three of your circumstances, although they're, they're each their own circumstance, um, having that loving community around you both um, helps to alleviate some pain as you're sharing it together when you share the burden, but also uh, helps you on the, on the path of recovery as well. Um, awesome. So let's, I'm mindful of the time right now. So let's, let's hear from you guys really quickly about um, what's one lesson that you learned from that particular circumstance? And what's a word of advice that you, you might have to someone else who might be struggling with something right now or going through something difficult? It's gone too much. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's honestly, I, as much as like Sarah and Lydia have said that, um, it's it's not the best thing to say it's what i've got to say but i think it's it's also allowing time for the people you're talking with allowing them the time to just grieve allowing them the time to just go through whatever it is they're going through and i really love that bit in job where they just sat in silence like there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with actually going through a difficult time with your loved ones um and and reflecting and that's something i feel a lot a lot of people don't do uh reflecting into into a storm that just passed um people don't just people don't, just don't want to sit and and think about what how events unfolded and why it unfolded and what god's hand in it was and why that happened all these questions are just they're like, oh, yeah, it's gone now. It's fine. I'm happy and, and whatever. Um, but, yeah, is sitting and reflecting is huge. Even get a paper and pen and just, you know, good, bad, ugly, if, if, if it comes to that. Um, and just, yeah, just ask God, like, why, why, why did I go through this experience? Why did I, why, why did this situation happen? Why was I put in the storm? Um, and how did I, it, like, oh, overcoming it, what, how has that benefited my life? Or have I even overcome it? You can, you can still be in the storm when you're reflecting, and nothing is wrong with that. Um, you just, you've got to be sitting with God and 
you know, hey God, this is this is what's happening. It's a it's an open conversation, um, and it's it, it needs to be a daily conversation. But I know when like when we go through difficult times, it's not always going to be the case. Um, but yeah, I think sitting and reflecting upon your storm with God, I think that's the biggest thing for me, because yeah, it'll be alright. <laughs> You know, as crazy as that sounds, it's almost like, it's kind of like what Lydia was saying in that you're, you're reflecting and using um, like this as essentially grounds to, um, you know, improve your character and, and, and um, work towards, um, you know, refining uh, yourself in that, in that particular situation by reflection. So no, I love what you're sharing there, Dan. Okay, awesome. We'll throw it over to Sarah then. So what, what's a particular lesson that you learned through that really difficult time and, and for other people who might be going through something different but equally as difficult, mm-hmm. um, what's a word of advice that you could throw their way? Yeah, great. Um, um, I think something to keep in mind is that if you are going through something really challenging, um, I mean, faith is a very personal thing. But if you share it with God and you allow him to carry that burden with you and something that really comforts me when I'm going through a hard time is, is remembering that Jesus himself, you know, Christ is known as the suffering Messiah. He's not someone who's unfamiliar with human pain and human suffering. And I think if we had a God that was someone who was untouched by pain, then it would be very difficult to go to him with our own pain. So keep in mind that, you know, Christ was the first, you know, not, not the first, but the, um, the only God, you know, to suffer and to suffer for a purpose. So remember that that's super comforting. And the other thing I would keep in mind is if you don't deal with, the storm that's going on in your life. If you ignore it, if you try to drown it out with other things, if you pretend and lie to yourself that it's not affecting you, um, you can harden your heart towards God. And that's a very dangerous thing. Um, It's a very lonely thing as well. And I think if you admit to yourself you're in pain and bring it to God, then he he can work with that. He can, he can heal your heart um, as un- unlikely as it might seem in the moment. Awesome. That's, those are some beautiful thoughts, Sarah. And no, it really is um, relatable. Like the fact that Christ suffered, it's like he gets it. Like he understands my grief and, I, and, I'm, and I'm happy and, and, it, and it's beneficial for me to share with him because he understands. All right. Lydia, uh, what are your thoughts? Like, what's it, what was a particular lesson that you learned from that difficult circumstance? And what advice do you have for other people going through something difficult? Yeah, I, I agree with what Dan and Sarah said. Um, what Dan said about reflection, I think reflecting on what you go through is really important. Um, first of all, you, um, you realize how far you've come and you see the uh, work that God's done in your life. And that in itself is a 
huge blessing and it's a testimony that you can share with other people and i've learned that every single pain that i've been through god has used it for good um and that's why i like the verse in romans 8 28 i think where it says that he makes all things work together for those who love him um, according to his purpose um it's really important to remember that god loves you and that god's got you and that god has good plans for you because i think understanding that um can really um change your perspective on things because if you feel the opposite then you always feel like god is against you therefore you want to kind of be against him because you feel like he's against you which is not true um so i think just remembering that um and you and you're not alone um and that god is always there listening um to you uh, even when we run away um, and there are some lyrics, uh, song lyrics that just crossed my mind. It's called from a song called Run to the Father, um, where he says, um, my heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend. So I run to the Father again and again. And I think a lot of times maybe we run to the Father once and then the second time we feel a bit like, oh, like, do I run again to him? I already ran last time. Um, but God, he's not surprised. He's not shocked um by the things we experience um and i also wanted to say that well my brain went blank for a sec um yes <laughs> my brain went blank um there was something on the top of my head that i wanted to say but i think what i've learned is that like i think who i am today is because of everything that I've been through. Um, and I think for myself, I have taken the lessons and I have, because that's also an important thing. And just like Sarah uh, mentioned that if you just avoid it or if you ignore it, or if you live in denial, as in the problem doesn't exist, you will, it will always kind of be there and it's just gonna um, build up. Um, and it might kind of drown you even more into the ocean. Um, I don't know why I keep using ocean. I just have this like vivid picture in my head of the storm and the ocean and the waves. Um, but yeah, I think it always reflect. Um, and you can reflect by writing, like Dan said, which is what I do, or reflect just within yourself, just like with your thoughts and um, kind of like compare and contrast and, um, and even reflect with God. And a lot of time when I, the storm passes and I just sit with myself and with God. I'm like, wow, God, like, thank you for everything that you did and for the things that I learned in the storm. Um, so yeah, storms are not fun. They're not enjoyable. Um, and it can cause a lot of confusion and fear and worry, which is completely normal. Um, but at the same time, it's also to remember that you're not alone. Awesome. Thanks, Liz. And I really like that image that you shared in that. It's not like when you share with God, it's like, oh, that's you again. Like, come on. <laughs> like, no, that couldn't be further from the truth. It's like a father that looks at their child and it's like, I can't wait to hear. Like, I, I, I care about you. Like, tell me what's on your heart. Awesome. Well, we have, we have one question from the audience. I will finish off with this one. And, and this is an open invite to anyone who wants to share their thoughts. Um, this person saying, how is God good if he allows us to go through storms in the first place? An interesting thought. 
Anyone wanna share their thoughts on that? I think Lydia touched on it a little bit and it just, it, it shapes who you are. Um, I feel like if you don't go through storms in the first place, you're just going to be this bland personality of just hearing stories from other people's storms and you try and piece yourself together um, in that. And that kind of answers the second half of, of the question. But how is God good if he allows us to go uh, through these storms? I mean, God, God only knows. And he, I don't know how to like to say it, but you, there's just a peace within you that you you always know that he's got you. Um, there's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a feeling that you, you can't explain that you just know whatever the outcome of, of this storm, it's, it's ultimately for the better. And you know that he's got you, um, through it. I don't know, girls, maybe you, you might be better off explaining it, but. I think I might jump in and say something quickly if I'm legally allowed to. <laughs> um, no, this question is because really, I've been reading Romans recently and I think Paul really um, captures this, this thought and, and he says it in Romans 5. I have it up in front of me. Um, um, not only that, this is Romans 5 verse 3, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And it's really this refinement process where the hardship we face refines our character and draws us even closer to God. That's good. Yeah, that's a good one. I think the thought that just came to my mind is that the question, how is God good if he allows us to go through storms in the first place? And what just crossed my mind is that he uses the, these storms for good. Um, and I don't know, does that make sense? As in like you see the goodness of God in the storm or, in, or after the storm. Um, and you see how God actually used this dark place to shine his light um, on you. And therefore, he's going to shine through you, um, you know, for the other people in your life who are going through the same thing or through a dark place. Yeah, I think it's a lot of, it's a question that get, gets asked a lot. Like, is, if God is good, then why, why do we go through this? Why does he allow pain? And just like Dan said, I think if your life is perfect, why do you need God? Or why is God going to do anything? Or how, what is God going to use to refine your character? Like, so, yeah, that's, <laughs> I got distracted by the questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of questions coming. I think we might leave it there just for time's sake. Yeah. Um, but it's been awesome and it's been a blessing to hear from Sarah, Lydia and Dan. God bless you guys. And I hope that um, you guys listening here in the meeting um, grabbed onto some nugget of knowledge shared by one of the panelists today. Mm -hmm. And that you know deep down, uh, when you're going through endurance, uh, through difficult circumstances, 
um, go to God. It's okay to grieve, uh, to let your emotions be felt, and to find those around you who care for you and love you and are there to support you. So thanks, guys, for sharing. Um, and it was awesome to have you all here today.